you find yourself with the same incurable curiosity as us, this is a place for you. This is Spiritual Smorgasbord with Cheyenne and Desiree. Here we are again for another uh, episode of Knowledge. Knowledge. It's time for a download. These are becoming my favorite episodes to record because I learn so much. Are they really? Because season one, you were like, do we have to, man? Well, yeah, because I was so excited to get to all the people that I know already lined up. Because you love talking to people. Because I love talking to people. Yeah. But now I'm like, ooh. Desiree has some really good science-based facts. It's time to learn. It's time to learn. I don't know what her notes say. (laughs) And I don't know what your notes say. I know. That's why it's getting so exciting for me. I know. I do like doing these because I, I like learning. And I like following up our interview episodes with a little bit of extra facts and details and just... A little oomph on top of the interview because the interview we really focus on learning about the person and about what they're their offering, story. their life purpose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, I think you need a, a notebook for Chantel's episode. I think you need a whole. I think you encyclopedia. need a caller. Yeah, I think you need a caller. <laughs> Who are you gonna call? Chantel. <laughs> I'm so glad she was finally able to make it. Oh, me too. And can I just say before we get this episode rolling, I want to thank everybody again for emailing, for posting on our social media, for really being vulnerable with us Yeah. On in our Gmail. Yeah. We wake up every day and check all of the inboxes to make sure <laughs> that if anybody reached out to us, like mm-hmm. we want you to know how truly grateful we are for you for letting us know that some part of our program is helping you has helped you or really spoke to you yeah absolutely and i would i would ask too like um keep it coming because we appreciate it and it encourages us to keep going and you know what when you write to us um, or message us just let us know if it's okay if we use your comment social media we would love to give your comments um on our episodes or if you have a story to share we would love to share those on our episodes so when you do um, message us just let us know that it's okay if we use it or not because sometimes maybe it's not yeah maybe (laughs) and let us know that too yeah maybe you don't (laughs) want us to screenshot what you just sent us that's totally fine yeah (laughs) let us know because we're all about spreading the love and spreading the light so Mm -hmm. again keep them coming we really appreciate it and uh, Desiree, please educate us on all of your notes that you have over there. Well, you know, I thought what I, what I really wanted to share was, at, coming off of Chantel's episode, was about um, trauma and where, when, when it is held in our body, how do we know that? You know, how do we identify that? What does it look like? Kind of the science behind it, right? Because, you know, when I was doing my work, with trauma and identifying it. Um, The one thing 
I'm a science person and, you know, you can talk to me about spirit all day long, but for me, I'm, I'm a show me kind of person, which is why I needed to get the BioWell machine when I was doing my work, because I really needed to know how do I see it? How do I know it? Where is it held? Give me a picture. Um, and I know there's a lot of people out there like that. Like I could go up to someone and they could say, okay, so your heart chakra is closed and you need to, uh, meditate with, uh, uh, rose quartz for three hours every day for a week and you're going to be fine. And I'll be like, okay, sure. Why not? (laughs) But if we've all been there, yeah, you should admit that you've all been there. Yeah. But if someone like gave me a picture a medical like blood test and said okay your heart chakra's closed <laughs> then i'd be like oh okay you remember that one time <laughs> i met you at a holistic fair and you and put i gave me you a bio well machine yeah. and you're like look at your heart chakra it's about to slice through your spine right and, and i'm then, like that's weird and i was like see this number over here you've been eating a little bit too much fast food haven't you and you're like stop calling me out no <laughs> no what you did you said this gland right here shows that you've been pushing processed food that's out right. of your diet that's what it was. That's it, what it was. I remember been, fast food was yeah, involved. Yeah. And, well, yeah, because I then I reveal my love for French fries. Right. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> okay, one, I've been switching over to a plant based diet because I know I need to yeah. for the evolution that I need in my body. And mm-hmm. just like I have eczema, that's mm-hmm. that's a gut thing. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go back to my diet and we're going to find out what is actually doing that for me. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, it's probably a really small line yeah, because I still love French fries. Yeah. And then we had like a big giggle about it, but nobody knew that I was doing that in my life. Mm-hmm. And then I met you and you're like, you're like your heart chakra is shoved to the back of your spine. You are open all the time. You read people. You do this. You do this. And I'm like, <laughs> validation, like- validation, confirmation, confirmation. My head is exploding. Oh, my God. All of this is real. All of this is real. You're <gasps> like, how does your machine tell me that? Yeah. How does yeah. your machine tell me that? And then I went home and I was like, Google, what is a bio well machine? Yeah. What does it do? You know? So uh, much appreciated, might yeah. I add. But this, this I completely. Yeah. I completely understand being on like the verge of the rabbit hole, like you're mm-hmm. Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. You're like, I can't be who I was yesterday. Now I'm this person. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up the next day and. Um, and you were like, put it back in the box. <laughs> you really do feel that way. If I'm yeah. going to be candid, to them, I'm like, what do I do with all this? Mm-hmm. Do Can I still talk to Jesus? Is Jesus mad at me? Because my religion <laughs> tells me that now Jesus is mad at me because I be- like now this is my belief. <laughs> the box took my picture and Jesus doesn't love me anymore. <laughs> yeah, but he does. He really, yeah. really does. He wants you to love everybody unconditionally. Yeah. Wait, spoiler alert. <laughs> Wait, so, that's not till episode 10. Yeah, right? <laughs> All right. What does those science-based papers tell us about our trauma blocked in our bodies? Well, okay. So what we know is when we have a traumatic event, um, it comes into our body, as Chantel was telling us, it comes into our body in an energetic way. So anything that happens to us is going to hit our energy system. And if we don't address it at an energetic level, eventually it's going to manifest itself in a physical way way. And when it does that, um, it's going to come out through, so this is a chronic chronic issue. So anything that isn't acute, so you break a bone, that's an acute thing. So um, anything that is chronic, so um, cancer, a tumor, that's a chronic disease. It's something that is physically manifested over time. Um, 
diabetes is a chronic disease. Uh, heart conditions are chronic diseases. Anything like this is a chronic disease. It's something that slowly develops over time. Um, all of those are energetic issues. So it's an energy issue that isn't addressed um, and it becomes physical. And anything like that is some type of trauma, whether it's emotional, whether it can be a physical trauma, but it's entered your physical system or your energy system. It's not addressed and it becomes a, a physical issue. So according to uh, Harvard Medical School, so it's got to be somewhat legitimate. Harvard's the one that studied it, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. <say> that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not like... I, th I think they're doing some good learning <laughs> over there. Let's put it that way. Right. I yeah. think we can trust Harvard. Yeah. Um, so when we neglect our past dramas, dramas, well, probably dramas too, <laughs> traumas, um, it has a large effect on our future health. So psychological and physical responses can trigger and make us susceptible to severe health conditions, including stroke, heart attack, weight problems, diabetes, and cancer. Additionally, there's a risk of developing psychological and physical health conditions, which increases with the number of traumatic events that we experience. For instance, um, we risk problems or the risk of problems is much greater if we've had three or more what they call adverse experiences. And um, these are called adverse childhood experiences or ACEs. Um, and this is a study that was conducted by Andrea Roberts at um, Harvard and so when we have these adverse experiences, especially in childhood, and then they manifest throughout our life, eventually in a physical way. And another thing is that um, Seoul National University, which uh, our meridian system, it's an energy system throughout our body that's been studied by the Chinese for many years. Um, it's used in Eastern medicine. Um, it's our energy meridian system. It goes all throughout our body. It's kind of like a lymphatic system or a blood vessel system, um, but it's always been kind of one of those things. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, you can use it with acupuncture or whatever, but it's just something they believe. Refle it, reflexology is another one that they use the meridian system for as well. Right, and Western medicine dismisses it as, you know, kind of folklore or whatever, right? But Seoul University actually has developed a way of actually using CT scans and they are mapping this with pictures and it's actually a, um, a system that is just as legitimate and picturable as any other system in our body. You say CT scan and I'm like, wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So they have developed a way that they are proving that the meridian system is not just a woo-woo science fiction, you know. Mythological folklore. Right. That, you know, even though the Chinese medicine, Eastern medicine hasn't been able to um, prove it exists and, you know. Air quotes on proof. Right. Air quotes. Yes. <laughs> um, and, you know, they've been using it for thousands of years to heal people. Um they've been able to show that, yeah, this is real and we can take pictures of it. And it's not just something that we believe, but it's something that we can prove at this point, which is where our trauma is held and where it needs to be addressed if we're going to fix it. 
So, and then another thing um, that I wanted to kind of touch on a little bit is a book that Chantel talked about, which was Louise Louis Hayes' book, um, You Can Heal Your Life. Um, another person that I really liked um, is Carolyn Miss, her books on energy anatomy and advanced energy anatomy. Um, all of those books really helped me a lot when I was trying to understand where trauma is held, why trauma is held. Um, one story that Carolyn Miss talked about that really touched home for me. Um, so one thing Carolyn Miss would do is she would have um, a doctor call her and he would say, hey, I've got this patient in front of me. Can you tell me what's going on with her? And uh, one particular patient that I remember the story about, um, she said, well, you know, there's a uh, she has something going on in her left breast. It's a mothering issue, blah, 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 blah. And so the trauma that she was holding in her left breast was because of a mothering issue. And so, you know, if you can imagine you have a mothering issue and that's held in your breast because, you know, you correlate kind of breastfeeding and that kind of thing, it makes a lot of sense. And if you think about it, your traumas are held in the system that it really directly correlates to. Just like Chantel was saying, you know, your burdens are carried on your shoulder, And so if your shoulders are hurting, then you need to think about the burdens that are in your life. Um, Fear is held in your gut. False Uh, evidence appearing real. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you, Lord Alexian. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Survival is held in your womb area. Um, You know, and when you look at Louise Hayes and her work, there's, um, you know, you can easily just go Google maps of um, your emotional trauma points. And there's maps of the body of where it is that if you have pain, you can go see what area it is that you need to look at in your life. And you can help identify what that area is. And at the end of this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about identifying that right now and kind of taking a look at yourself and what's going on with you. I would like to point out that anything that we talk about when it comes to our tips and tricks, they are what we have experienced and what has worked for us. Yes. So when we give you these tips and tricks, they are not matter of fact. It is not the only way. Are you sure? I mean, I feel really confident. I'm confident because I know it worked for me. <laughs> right. But I'm a big to each their own person. Absolutely. So what healed me isn't necessarily going to heal you. Mm-hmm. But I think we I think we can identify with a lot of our listeners with, hey, I've had these experiences. I don't know if these experiences are real. Um, help me bridge that gap. Yeah. So... We're this br- is this is what I've it. been through. Yeah. This is what I know to be true for me. Yeah, I when we started this, I didn't realize how vulnerable I was actually going to have to be with the things that I'm working through in my life at the time based right. on the subjects that we're working on. Mm-hmm. And um just the like constant checking in and auditing of my life and myself over mm-hmm. and over and over. Every time you know we get ready to bring our our friends on and we go through the outlines like we know just wise what we're going to talk about. Um, but as you can see in Chantel's episode, if a story comes that's relatable, we are going to put that on here. So mm-hmm. somebody out there goes, oh, my gosh, that's me. Right. I did that. Oh, you're not alone. Right. So I think that just realizing that n- this is not matter of fact, 
This yeah. is again just sharing our experiences. That's and hopefully, this for. is a safe space for us as yeah, well. And yeah, hopefully, <laughs> it is a safe space for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, I believe it's going to be. Yeah. I be- I'm. I feel protected. I do too. I I feel very good about what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. So is this the part where I get to bring in? Yeah, I want to hear all of. Um, yeah, because you let's said go back in time. Yeah, you said you were going to talk a little bit more about the the ancientness of all of this. So I know I tree branch. <laughs> That's I, okay. We love I, your branches, and I appreciate you following along. Um, if you need to grab a notebook for this one, go ahead. <laughs> um, so I am going to be referencing stuff that I did find on Wikipedia. And it is accurate because I also have my textbook that I got from my yoga certification that I have not finished yet, but I will. (laughs) And it is Teaching Yoga Essential Foundation in in Techniques by Mark Stevens. Um, I have already read half of this book and then I had to pause my yoga certification when I tore my meniscus in my knee. So that they're just like, hold on. I know that you want to do this, but... God's delays aren't God's denials. So put the book on the shelf and don't be sad about it. And that was really hard for me because I was really into my studies. So bringing this episode back to light again, I got to reread all of the chapters again and kind of test myself. And I was really, really happy to make that connection of I really, really did pick that that up. And I've evolved since the last time I've read this book. So a lot of this makes more sense. So today I'm going to share with you Um, one, the ancient texts that I have found that have been translated over and over again to teach us that not only is your trauma limiting you from your purpose, but your trauma is limiting you from your God-given divine connection, your Mm. direct light with the divine. You mean I don't have to only have a connection through my church? Through your church, you don't have to outsource your power anymore. Yes. And I'm I'm going to just read a couple of facts that really bridged what you just told me and we're going to we're going to go we're going to go back. Back in time, 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 time. <laughs> okay. So, there's this text called the Vedas. Translated English to Sanskrit, it means knowledge. Scholars still debate the origin of the Vedas. They're so old. They say it may be 1700 to 1100 BCE, before Common Era. That's what BCE means, right? I didn't know. So then that would be three to 4,000 years ago? Sure. All right. Go ahead. Maybe. Can you Google it for me? Because I just say before (laughs) Common Era, so... I, I really want to make sure that I say this properly, and that's the best that I can do is repeat somebody else's information. Um, anyways, they still debate the origin, but the Rig Veda is considered right now the original written source of yoga and divine origin. Why are we talking about yoga? Because yoga, meaning to yoke or to make one, is the ancient channeled oldest divine origin of ways to facilitate certain breath pathways and body mobility exercises to connect you back into the divine. So here's an example before we go back into Hinduism. Um, I am disconnected from my body. I am in a 3D world. I'm in a corporate world. I'm working all the time. I 
am taking care of myself enough to hit the alarm clock and go to work the next day. I know my body is in pain, but I just take ibuprofen and move on. Okay. Right? That is our worldly problems now. That was not their worldly problems then. Mm -hmm. But these ancient roots and these ancient texts have taught that through the beginning of time that we have continuously lost our connection to our source. And no matter what text comes up, whatever you want to call it, we're all trying to get back to the same place. These are the oldest texts that speak through the power of your body, through the power of your meridian system, through the power of your breath work, that you yourself can get back there. Sober, might I add. (laughs) Because I love me some psychedelic talk. (laughs) So before I tree branch too long, the Rig Vedas are composed of poems by spiritual leaders known as seers in that day in a culture where most spiritual practices connected directly and immediately with nature in the quest for meaning and well-being. And that's something we can all agree on. Is my life meaningless? What's my purpose? Da-da-da-da-da-da. Pick one. A quest is old as time. A quest is old as time. It says they reflect the mystical exploration of consciousness, being, and connection with the divine. So, again, these Veda ancient texts are the first mentions of the word yoga, meaning to yoke or to make one with the divine. It's talking about ascension. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So after the Vedic period, we have the Upanishads, and they were going to be written in the first millennium BCE. There are so many Upanishads, we can't even get into how many there are right now. So stay focused, Cheyenne. I feel a tree branch coming on. (laughs) It says, a form of philosophical dialogue on the nature of being and the fate of the soul Considered the essence and final word of the Vedas, they became known as the philosophy of Vedante. So in these texts, it says there is a belief in a universal spirit, Brahman, and an individual soul, Atman, A-T-M-A-N, just in case my pronunciation wasn't proper on that. Brahman is the absolute, infinite, all that ever was and all that will ever be. An Atman, or inner self, is the self we experience in our limited awareness. Hold on, because I know what you're about to say. So after the sentence, I know it. I know what's coming. Okay. Okay. Atman is where we experience our separation or our alienation from our true selves. Ergo, the divine, say it. So is it fair to say that in a Christian tradition, Brahman is like God and Atman is like ourselves, our, like me as a human. Without disrespecting the yes. root of Brahman and Atman. Yes. And you had to translate it to where someone in sitting in that church was needing that correlation. Yes. I'm going to comfortably say yes. Okay. So you can break the barrier kindly. Yes. Thank you. You're very welcome. And I thank you so much for making that connection because that's what we're here for is to break those barriers kindly and show us we all want to go home. Well, I think so many times, many, many religions um, point to the same target. Mm-hmm. You know, we have so much well, in common. Whose agenda are you on when you go to a church? No mm-hmm. matter, is it Mormon? Is it Presbyterian? Is it Pentecostal? Yeah. Is it Catholic? What I think is, the point what is, is there is, is an agenda. agenda. And I think for me personally, the reason that I have 
traditionally steered away from finding a religious home Mm -hmm. is because the only agenda I want to be on on my spiritual path is the one that I find with spirit. And the one that spirit picked out for you while honoring you unconditionally with free will. Yes. Which is, I want to be agenda free, you know. Spirit yes. and I together. I want I want yeah. to work for the light and the good, and yeah. I want to bring everybody home. Yeah, which yeah. is all of that fun stuff. But you know, again, so many times in religion, you find these correlations where it's like, hey, that sound. You know, like last season when we talked to Alexian, and there's so many things where very they really similar. line up. They're very yes. similar. And, you know, you can say, hey, that's that's very similar to what this tradition says, and it's very similar to what this tradition says. And I just think that um, it's nice to kind of point that out once in a while, that there's a lot of similarities in different traditions. I said it last season, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it every season when I feel it needs to be brought up. <laughs> if you feel it's necessary to study religion, then you must know it's necessary to study war. Mm, because that yeah. is where you find the truth of where your religion starts. Yeah. So the Roman Catholic Church is obviously a very, very big conglomerated organization. And it is turning, I mean, let's just say it is fundamental. It is money. They are the biggest owners of gold in the world. The Catholic Church just gave like a billion plus dollars to the United States debt deficit. Really? I hadn't heard that. Months ago. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's what you get when you work at a news station. You hear news. <laughs> but it probably you're not didn't even to touch our debt, though. Well, it's it's not going to. But <laughs> yeah. these are. I mean, they're all in like tax filing papers. Like yeah. it's there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. I'm. I don't need to like switch this to a conspiracy thing. No, I'm just yeah. showing you that they have so much money, and they're still homeless people. So mm-hmm. this is not that episode, right? Um, <laughs> But what I'm saying is, really, what is their agenda? Because the agenda here is for you to be connected to the divine. And any time that I've went to a church, I am outsourcing it to this person preaching and talking to God for me. No matter how good their intent is. No matter how good their intent is. It's always being outsourced. Mm -hmm. If I go into confession, it's a guy who studied to be a vessel Mm-hmm. But now I'm unworthy of also being a vessel mm-hmm. for the divine. And it's not to say that doesn't have its place. It's, it is it is 100% okay to study in a religion, to be connected with a religion. I always believe that there's a calling of people to talk about the word. Yeah. I just really want you to question if you have an updated Bible, do you actually understand where every page in your Bible comes from? The original text. Do you, yeah, mm-hmm. do you, are you scared to walk into that paradox because you realize that your religion actually mass murdered a bunch of people that were, like, didn't want to go along with it? Because now we're getting to Alexian's episode about mm-hmm. um, pagans being a slang word for, a slang word for the people out in the country, the people that didn't conform. Mm-hmm. And they went into cities for money to build these places. Mm-hmm. So, Again, I don't want to like break anybody. You don't need to run out of your right. church and say anything. But no. you should really, if you're going to read the Bible, why don't you study how that Bible got put together? Mm-hmm. It's very, very important. And it will it will really blow your mind. Yeah. But speaking of blowing your mind. Yes, let's go. Traditional yogic, yogic anatomy of the subtle body are from the Upanishads written sources. And I bring that up because I'm going to talk to you a, a little bit about meridians. Mm-hmm. Not much. 
Um, but I want to get into the Nadi system in the yogic text from the Vedas, from the Upanishads, from the Shashumas, from the Pradipikas. Um, you just said even, a whole bunch of words. Hold I don't on, understand. and even the Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> So obviously we're going to get into um, Hinduistic beliefs. There's, um, I hit on a little bit of tantric Buddhism, which still all derives from the same place. That's Mm -hmm. the biggest thing that I want you to get of. Modern day religion, Catholicism, Christianity, Presbyterian, Methodist, Pentecostal. Actually, we're going to leave Pentecostal out because Pentecostal came in a really cool way. (laughs) Um, But all of these origin stories they come from one religion and it's called zoroastrianism i i literally just saw a post on that like two days ago and i'd never heard of it before yeah so when you're you're like where does my religion come from where did it come from blah 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 blah. where is the origin story the origin story is zoroastrianism i just saved you a decade (laughs) but i mean it's been fun uh, it's been real fun. So finding that out, I'm like, oh, no, I don't I, I can't know. I can't know that. Um, but again, to focus on this, because I really want to bring back why your breath is so important in finding your traumas. Yes. And the only way to do that is to show you that before science, before Harvard, before all of the people that you reference, I love their work, their channels for everybody. Before BioWell. Before BioWell, <laughs> these ancient texts knew that we were disconnected from ourselves based on the free will choices that we've made, whether you want to call it karma, dharma, whatever you want to call it, this is, this is it. This is the proof right here. This is what I needed. This is what I studied. And this is what works for me, which is why I said, don't take me as matter of fact, Right. but listen up because this is very, very beautiful philosophical stuff. Oh God, I'm so excited to talk about this. I'm like, okay, so first of all, the term for the channels, the naughty, you could, it could, you could say tube, pipe, nerve, blood vessel, pulse, NADI, right? It channels through what in traditional Indian medicine and spiritual knowledge, the energies such as prana of the physical body, the subtle body, and the causal body. So those are your threes are said to flow. Within this philosophical framework, the nadis are said to connect at special points of intensity into the chakra system. That's what got me. So they, of course, it's like, okay, so how many nadis are there? So are there, hold on a sec. So it says the number of nadis of the human body is claimed to be up to hundreds of thousands and even millions. So... For an example, out of 350,000 nadis, I hope I'm saying that right, um, 14 are particularly important, and among them, the three that I'm going to mention are the most vital according to who wrote these ancient texts. So those three major nadi channels, it's called the Ida, the Shashumna, and the Pingala. And the two that are going to connect you to connect you to one the chakra system and the shashumna, I really again hope I'm saying that correct too, connect you into the chakra system. So I understand the question that you still want to ask because it's on your face, and I'm about to tell you just through the description. <clears throat> it says the Ida lies to the left of the spine, whereas the Pingala is to the right of the spine, mirroring the Ida. 
So it is the Meridian system. The yes. Nadi is the Meridian system. The Nadi is the Indian version of the Meridian system. Okay. Not only is it the Meridian system, it is the pathway of universal Kundalini awakening energy. Mm-hmm. It is the contralateral channels working together with left brain and right brain hemisphere. But not only do you see in like divine masculine is the left side, divine feminine is the right side, right? Left, right, left, right. You're always used to knowing that the left of the, is the receiving and the right is the giving. But in this text, the Ida is on the left side and it is the feminine, it's the lunar and it is the left nostril. And then the Pingala or Pingala is now what's coming in my mind, which maybe that's how I'm supposed to say it, um, is the solar and the masculine and the right nostril. And that is right. You see where I'm going with this? Like Mm -hmm. that shows that these two have to be unified to come up and work together. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to skip ahead my note really quick and move to the european version which okay so like that medical symbol you have on all the hospitals the i wish it do i have it do i have it okay it's called the caduceus of hermes yes that's what it's called the two snakes of which symbolize the kundalini or serpent fire which is presently to be set in motion along those channels Mm -hmm. why the wings typify the power of conscious flight through the higher planes which the development of that fire confers which isn't it funny that that is the medical symbol and it's based on the ancient hindu texts of how to heal yourself to access your own meridian lines to access your own naughty bat your breath work your Mm -hmm. pathways the power is in you oh wake right? up right right i've always thought that was so amazing i always thought that was so amazing when mm-hmm. i found that too because i mm-hmm. went into like a deep dive of symbolism when i first woke up and i'm like everything isn't what it's supposed to be this is blowing mm-hmm. my mind i'm gonna hide in a cave <laughs> i'm i'm fucking terrified yeah oh, dang it I yeah. anyways <laughs> so the reason again i bring that up is because um the lunar is feminine usually on the right side and the solar is usually on the left and again i have found another ancient text that connects left right brain hemisphere and all of the primordial energies that i've been searching for for now 11 years Mm -hmm. wow Mm -hmm. that happened that's real okay let's keep going so um let's see the sashumna um runs along the spinal cord in the center through the seven chakras So I know you can't see the diagram that's in front of me, but it's basically the part where the Ida and the, I'm just going to say Pinjala now, or Pingala, it sounds like Pinjala to me. Those connect up and connect into the chakras. Because when I heard this, I was like, is this disproving the chakra system or at least the westernized version? And it's not. Mm -hmm. Because you're right, it all connects together, but it also shows that there's like 144,000 pathways, meridian lines. Does it say 144,000? I think it is something like 144,000. I have so many notes in front of me, but then that also goes in the conspiracy about like there's 144,000 star seeds. That's an important number. Does it it actually say that? It is, but that's how they came up. With the number, they added up like all of these like pathways in our bodies, and we're like the Western chakra system adds up to 144,000. And again, that could be a whole episode by itself. So let's keep going before a tree branch. Yeah. 
Okay, so um, the action of yoga and the energy of kundalini uncoils and riles up to the shishumna from the base of the spine. And of course, there's a couple different ways I can do that. It says the ultimate aim of these yogic practices are to direct prana into the shishumna nadi, specifically enabling kundalini to rise and thus bring about moksha or liberation. Now, I don't want you to think that like you're going to do a bunch of breath work, you're going to breathe a bunch, and then you're going to have a light body experience. Because, yeah, I mean, I know you're going to feel a state of bliss, but I also just want to say if you're out there and you're like, oh my gosh, I found it, I'm going to go and study all of this. If you are going to study with the intention of trying to rise kundalini in your body with intention, I woke up like I had a kundalini awakening and I, I was activated by another person is probably the best way I could put it. Um, who never said that out loud. Um, if you know that your intention is to rise your kundalini, you have to find a practitioner. You have to have a spotter, so to speak, because the things that it activates in you look manic and you might accidentally end in a psych ward in front of a doctor giving you a diagnosis that is not correct and in path with what your spirit just opened you up to. Did you know that? Because it's recommended, like even in Kundalini yoga, you're not supposed to do breath suspension by yourself until you've worked with a practitioner and you understand the meridian lines in the energetic practices that you're evolving to. That's my biggest thing. Well, I would say- Don't start there. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. I would, Mm -hmm. the the only caveat I would say is, um, I, in my Kundalini experience, I didn't have a- spotter or a person and I didn't well, everybody's go crazy. different yeah <laughs> but I have yeah. read stories of people yes, and what they went through yeah and I don't want anybody who you know like if you've been don't think you can go out and have you, a drug type experience yes yeah <laughs> yes 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 like I'm yeah. always like please don't start here yeah okay I had to <laughs> and it was scary. I had a lot of really great people around me. Um, I forgot to mention this, too, because this is what I was hoping when I read the information again. But it said the Ida and the Pingala Nadis are sometimes in modern readings interpreted as the two hemispheres of the brain. So that also, again, takes it back to the contralateral study of how they all interconnect and work together and all of these different like medicinal places, pathways, Eastern medicine, Western medicine, whatever medicine you want to talk about. We've all derived our new information from the same ancient texts. Mm-hmm. And it's just absolutely beautiful. So, oh, I can skip all that because I already said that. That's so wonderful. Okay. <laughs> so, in Chinese medicine, we're going to go through really quick is the traditional Chinese medicine work with an energy concept of qi. So, they also have um, three that we can hit on. I think I highlighted it. Um, It says, Chi travels through meridians similar in the description of nadis. The microcosmic orbit practice has many similarities to certain Indian nadi shuddha, which means channel clearing exercises. And you can practice that um, in Kriya Yoga is who's going to bring that to light for you. Tibetan medicine borrows many concepts from yoga through the influence of tantric Buddhism. Mm. And that will also send you back to the Vedas. It'll take you back to 
Bhagavad Gita, which you're like, huh? And then the Pradipika, and you're like, huh? Again, these are all ancient texts that have been rewritten over and over and translated and channeled from a different person. But they're all saying the same thing. The power is in you and the power is within your breath. Mm -hmm. So I want to read you a story of why the breath is so important. And then I would love to do some tips and tricks with you. Awesome. Okay. Story time, children. Gather round, <laughs> gather round. And again, if I uh, pronounce any of these improperly, I am so sorry. I try my best. Um, so it's an old Vedic story about prana in the Chango. What? Oh, I practice in it and I still mess it up. <laughs> uh, it's the Chandogya Upanishads. I want to believe I said that right. So it says the the five main faculties of our nature, the mind, the breath, the voice, the ears, and the eyes were all arguing over which was most important. Reflecting the ordinary human condition in which our faculties are not integrated, instead they are competing for our attention. To resolve the dispute, they each agreed to leave the body and see whose absence was most missed. To make the story short, Prana won the argument. No breath, no life. From the Vedas through the Sutras to the Pradipika, the breath is seen as a gateway to the world of vital energetic currents generated in the human body and controlling all of the biological processes. Prana was first expounded in the Upanishads where it is part of the worldly physical realm, sustaining the body and the mother of thought and thus also of the mind. Boom. Boom. And it's through breath so when I go into the state where I can channel energy when I need to send it or use it in my energy work, it's through a particular type of breath that I pull and push energy. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Okay, so I wrote something down, and I hope that I can find the note really quick because it's talking about how our breath actually changes from right nostril to left nostril yeah. naturally every 90 minutes. Well, and also if you put your finger under your nose, mm -hmm. like let's just do that, put our finger under our nose, mm -hmm. and as you breathe out, which side is your breath coming from? Or what's stronger? If yes. you feel yes. that it's Can coming out of both, yes. is it stronger out of your left or stronger out of your right? If it's coming out of your right side stronger, mm -hmm. you're in a relaxed state. If it's coming out of your left side stronger, you're in a more tense state. So kundalini yoga is something that I have practiced and will go back to practice with a practitioner again. Um, I could do it up until I was four months pregnant and I wasn't allowed to do the breath restrictions after however long, which was mm -hmm. fine. Hatha yoga is made to balance these naughty meridian systems in your body mm -hmm. and kundalini ha uses breath of fire and it really really educates you on how powerful your nostrils are mm. so if you're like at work and you're like you're low on energy there is breath work that you can do by inhaling through a certain side of your nostril and blocking the other one Mm. with positive thought might I add you mm -hmm. can't sit here and be like this is stupid this isn't working because then <laughs> let's get into the placebo effect right? right but it is really profound how powerful our breath is 
and how easily we outsource the health of our breath and the health of Mm -hmm. our nostrils and the health of it. I used to smoke two packs of cigarettes a day because I love the taste of menthol cigarettes. Mm -hmm. And trust me, if you see me getting down at a concert, I'm probably smoking cigarettes because I've put them in my vice category now. I have a vice (laughs) box and I don't like I like to smoke cigarettes at concerts. I don't smoke two packs, but it's fun. I've also talked to my guides and been like, I'm still having a human experience. <laughs> I still want to have fun with my time on earth. So I'm going to grab a McDouble and I'm going to grab a pack of, you know, whatever I want really quick for the show. And tomorrow we're going to get back to it because I understand that I can heal my body. And again, I still want to have the human experience. One day I'm going to be gone and I do not want to come back for what's coming. Just so you know. <laughs> I'm going to have that double right now. I, I'm going to have that double right now. We're yeah. going to have a good old time, but I have the best intention for all of this. <laughs> but again, I thought that was really profound to learn because breath is truly life. No matter if it's Indian medicine, Chinese medicine, mm-hmm. Western medicine. I understand that the Westernized version, we have like seven chakras. And there's also right. debate of like however many more chakras. But these are the ones that they believe are most important and will get to your personal liberation the fastest. Right. And I love that. And, so, And breath, I mean, it really is so critically important. And even if you can just do five minutes of breath work a day, mm-hmm. the amount of life-changing experience you will have is astounding. And here's something that some people don't know, which has absolutely nothing to do with evolving yourself. <laughs> but I'm going to share it anyway because it's something I know. Yes. That... Um, If you're on a diet, you're trying to lose weight, when you are um, expelling fat cells from your body, 75% of the fat that you lose goes out through your lungs. I don't know if everybody knew that, but it shocked me when I found that out. You know what shocked me when I was doing my weight loss journey? What's that? Is... You know how when you, like, maybe lose a pound or two, Mm -hmm. and then, like, two weeks later, you've lost, like, 10 pounds in a week? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm doing the same thing. I'm doing the same exercises, all of that. So um, your, your fat cells are programmed to fill up with fat and then keep you fat. Mm-hmm. And then when you start those new eating habits and all of that, you're, the fat drains out of the cell. But the cell is programmed that the fat is going to come back. So the cell fills up with water. And then over time, the cell is trained by your diet that the fat is not coming back. The cell crumbles simultaneously with the cluster of cells around it that is filled with water and they all collapse at the same time. And that is why you lost 10 pounds in the two weeks. But then the next week when you're like, I lost 10 pounds this week. Next week, I'm going to go freaking kill it. And then the next week you're like, I I tightened it up a little more. I cut a little more out and I didn't lose 12 more pounds. That's because you're not understanding how the cells work in your body. Mm. But if you would like a little fast track, there's a thing called red light therapy that NASA invented that they probably could weaponize. So now we use it for fat loss cells. And what it does is you sit under these lights. It kind of feels like a tanning bed type thing, but they put these red lights over you and it melts the fat cells and drains your fat out through your lymphatic system to where you will lose two to three inches immediately after your session. And if you clean up your diet, before and after and drink a lot of water you will lose inches off your waist in time it will break through cellulite 
it will break through so many different things in your body. I did red light therapy to help me with the last bit of weight that I had been struggling with from my pregnancy. And I lost three inches in my first session. I was also drinking water. I do yoga every day and I am still studying the proper nutrition that I need for my body. But that was revolutionary to me because not only am I in charge of my mind, body, and spirit, but every cell that makes up my body, I have claimed the residency is mine. Wow. Right. That was really powerful for me. So I'm glad that I got to share that. So to empower all of you, <laughs> let's talk about connecting breath to unblocking trauma. Yes. Before we do this exercise, I want to read what I wrote down. And first, we're going to teach you how to investigate your body. Yeah. I want to show you, are you even connected to your body at all? Or do you just think that you're, you know, just a body and you're 99% of your DNA is junk? Because it's not. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> and it probably has a lot to do with the food that you're eating of why you have a disease. Which is why 99% Which, of your body is junk. <laughs> yeah, but think about it. So I know that there's a lot of people that want to slam on like the vegan and vegetarian and the plant-based community. But what they found in these studies is these vegan diets, these plants, these fruits, these vegetables that were put here for us to earth. Go ahead, talk about meat too. That's fine. Have you a cow? That's totally fine. What I'm saying is the proteins and the stuff that God put on the earth, they activate genes in your dna mm -hmm. that help you right. and there's certain foods that you eat that activate disease in your dna right if you didn't know that now you have the power of your dna back in your seat and it's not your doctor's preference it's not somebody else's preference i 100 percent am not telling you to go and become a vegan tomorrow and it's not because of be kind to cows yeah it's because of be kind to your body understand that you can feed your body the kind of food that will give you the power to be healthy or you can feed your body the kind of food that will give you the power to be in disease Sadhguru said it perfectly. Anything you put in and out of your body is going to be a part of your body. This bread I am about to receive to the nourishment of my body. How many times have you said that with your family? Mm -hmm. You are blessing that to the nourishment of your body because as that bread goes into your mouth, now it is a part of you. Mm -hmm. I know you're going to piss and I know you're going to take a shit. And I think that's awesome. But the nutrients, the vitality or the disease that it will leave in you is your choice and your choice alone through your knowledge of your own nutritional needs. Yeah. So if you find yourself on a system that isn't working for you. It's, it's your choice. It's your choice. Mm -hmm. I think you just need to do a little more research and honestly get hooked up with a nutritionist because 99% of my problems were magnesium and zinc issues. Mm, so true. And D. And D. Can we go down the list of all the vitamins 99% of my <laughs> bitchiness comes from a, a malnourishment of magnesium and zinc is what I like to joke about. So again, going back to investigating your body, talk to your body. Yeah. If your knee hurts, I know it sounds crazy, but like, why does my knee hurt? Mm -hmm. You can go ahead and look up spiritual meanings of why your knee hurts yeah. if you want. But if you're not there yet, go and find out what actually just popped in your knee. Mm -hmm. For me. That really sucked when I tore my meniscus. Mm -hmm. I did not believe that I was injured. I, I was like, no, I'm totally fine. Just, you'll be fine. And then I had to go to the ER the next day because I was dragging my leg across my house like a deer that got shot. And I was like, totally fine. He didn't get me down. <laughs> so I understand the, the pride you have in not wanting to be hurt and not wanting to just act like an old farmer. Just th throw some dirt on it. You'll be fine. That's where I come from. I get it. Hey, I'm crying. Are you bleeding? No. 
Well, then you're not hurt that bad. Okay, I'm crying again. Are you bleeding? Yeah, I'm bleeding. You're not bleeding that much. You're fine. You know, so are I you dead? Totally, no, then you're fine. Are you, are you breathing? <laughs> okay, get get up. I completely understand that. So, <sighs> before we do the breathing exercise, this mm-hmm. is one of the most profound things that really, really helped my self healing journey, and I'd love to share it with all of you as well. Picture the person you love the most. And now picture yourself doing to them what you've done to yourself or disregard helping yourself, right? Picture yourself hurting that person the way that you've actually hurt your own body because this is going to show you how far away from your body that you are. Are we all there? It's okay. We're safe. It's kind of a big deal to find out that you have a disconnection of mind, body, and spirit and you are lost even though you have the 401k, the car, and the house. It's totally fine. We've all been there or we're there now. So the trick before we do the breathwork exercise is to love yourself as much as you love that person in your mind. When you find a block, you have to carry it as an awareness, fully aware of it and work with it. And you're going to have to chip away at that every day until it releases. Some traumas are going to be easier to break. And what traumatized me horribly might not necessarily traumatize you as bad. So if you have a friend that comes to you in a vulnerable state and they're like, X, Y, Z happened to me. And when it comes into you and your five human senses and it translates to you as, well, that's not a big deal. Quit being a pussy. That's you need to understand that you're projecting how you would have interpreted that experience on yourself. And then make sure you go to your friend and show them some compassion because they told you something that they didn't think they could share with anybody else but you. But like I said, some trauma is easier to break through more than others. Everyone is different. So how do you treat others? How does your ego treat others? And how are we about to show you how you're going to treat yourself and find out what's locked up in your body? Everybody ready? I'm ready. All right. So we're going to take an inhale four seconds in and we're going to hold it. And what you need to find when you expand your breath and hold in your body is you're going to take a deep breath. So it's going to be and you're going to hold it and you're going to feel your lungs expand and they're going to hit your ribs and then your ribs are going to hit your skin and your shoulders are going to feel like they're inflated and your spine is going to sit up taller. That's the breath that I need you to take. So what if I'm driving? Listen to this later. Do not do this driving. Can I try it? it? Are you trying to get a lawsuit? No. Okay. No cease and desist. (laughs) So please don't drive doing this. But you're going to inhale for four seconds and hold it. What you're finding when you hold is what part of your body hurts. And if you immediately answer like a jackass, everything hurts. (laughs) You have a lot of work to do. You got a lot of trauma. You got a lot of trauma. You got a lot of things you haven't let go of. And everything might, in fact, hurt. Yeah. But where does it really, really hurt? And there might be a couple of places, but where where are those couple of places that, like, doesn't just ache and pain, but, like, Mm -hmm. where is it, like, dang. Dang. Yeah. That's really going to hurt. So let's inhale together with our friends and show them in our bodies what's pointed out to us. Okay. Okay, ready? So you're saying I have trauma. We all have trauma. Okay. No, uh, like Incubus <laughs> says, like, are we all really you awake? not perfect? <laughs> no. Um. And we don't want to be. <laughs> I mean, I do. I'm just not there. 
<laughs> no, I don't want to be perfect. I'm here for the human connection. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. Inhale. Four seconds. Okay. I'm able to exhale shorter because I already know in my body, because I work with my body on a daily basis, what pinpoints actually need my help. So when I inhaled, it was the back of my spine under my heart, and it's like an aura of pain around the back of my heart. And my shoulders are tense, and they feel like I'm, I feel like I'm being pulled back not pulled apart. I'm being pulled. Okay. I understand. And I understand where that's coming from in my journey. Okay. And I can't go any further than that. I just know that someone is pulling mm-hmm. at the back of my heart space. Okay. And I I already know why they're pulling. Okay. And I'm going to let you pull, bud. Okay. Okay. All right. But it's my shoulders that I need to work on for myself. So everything I don't say or like it's kind of connected to my throat chakra, if you think about it, mm-hmm. I'm going to hold it in my shoulders right here, like right where the neck meets the shoulder blades. If you're trying to give a massage, that's what I got when I inhaled. It mm-hmm. was the back of my heart and it was my shoulders. So what about you? So I right now on my left side from like my hip down to my knee on the side kind of like that whole line right there so is it we're talking about the ligament that connects the top of your body to the bottom of your body yeah which is the hip to the knee also responsible for your fight or flight response it's a light switch in you yeah it's the it's that fear of moving forward is what that is. Are you going to read something on your diagram for me? Do you want me to? Please, we have to we have to show them. Okay. So upper is lack of emotional support, feeling unloved, holding back love. Yes. L- the middle is guilt, stuck in the past. See, and it makes perfect sense for all the things that I'm going on with. So I've been doing, um, I've done past regression stuff Mm -hmm. and, um, I don't consistently work with the same practitioner because Mm -hmm. I continuously go back to myself with my notes. I take like their tips and tricks that they give me, their guidance, their little piece of my soul they gave back to me. And it's very important for me to not outsource it any more than I need to when I need help and guidance. It's mm-hmm. really from a humble standpoint. It's not a traumatic, I can do it by myself response. It's a need it's to heal you myself. You keep it on your, own, on your own plane, in your own hands. I, I really do want to be my own healer. And mm-hmm. I can still be healed by others. Chantel is going to do Reiki on me. You'll throw me on a bio well machine. I'll get a massage. Like I don't have any problem asking mm-hmm. for help. But when it comes to what's hurting in my heart right now, what's hurting in my shoulders right now, It is a lot of, um, it's not past life trauma. It is a almost four year span of my life that I've been working through that I actually don't have um, the best memory of. Mm -hmm. And I know it's because of a lot of traumatic events happened at that time, but I also had a very profound experience happened to me in that time as well. Mm -hmm. And I don't tell people about this experience because they don't get it. 
they they simplify it, they conditionalize it, they romanticize it. And that's not what happened to me in those times. But starting to go back and unfold those times again and realize that, you know, in my meditations when I'm like, can you please take me back to 19-year-old Cheyenne? We really need to talk. I need to, I need to know how to heal you, how to go back there. Because, again, I am the translator of my past, present, and future self. Mm-hmm. So I have to be strong enough in my present self to be able to go back there and heal her. I know there's a lot of like memes you can read about like, look ahead in the rearview mirror. Your future isn't in your past, but your, your past will always come to haunt you. That's what karma is in a sense. Mm-hmm. What you put out is going to come back to you. I haven't always been this person. I haven't been the friend that you can go to. I haven't been good for you. And I know that. I know the people that I've harmed. I know the people I've hurt. And the person I hurt the most was myself. Mm-hmm. And that's a really big responsibility for me to take on and just go, okay, I get it. Yeah, I effed up. Mm-hmm. I'm going on. I'm moving along with this. But I will go back and I will, I'm only on year 30 of this, of this, this tour is what I think of it. <laughs> um, I really don't mind going back to those yearly versions of myself and being like, what did we do here that's preventing us from something that we need to access in the future? And I understand um, why I did a lot of the things that I did back then. Um, But I guess the sentence that comes to me now when I think about talking about this period of time in my life is um, what do you do when God has forgiven you, but the world hasn't? How do you be so fierce in your conviction when you still have to go back home and go, yeah, to you, I fucked up. To me, I'm learning lessons. This is my human experience. This is my life. If you want to tell me something that I've done to you that you feel is limiting your purpose, you have every right to break that down for me. But if you're coming to me to blame me for something that is probably part of your life lesson, your karma and your evolution... I'm actually strong enough now to go back and have these conversations and show you maybe why I acted the way I was. What was the root issue that we got into this fight? Why did I want to die? Why did I want to premeditate my suicide for the age of 25? And then at the age of 20, the most profound experience of my life. Anybody got any advice for that? I was just curious. Because that's what I'm in the middle of now. So when you read those parts of my body that connect my spiritual issues with my physical issues, with literally what I'm, I'm going on in life with right now, whether it's, you know, all of the fun things about marriage that we get to go through. My husband and I are not perfect, but there are so many people that you can talk to that over the years they've been like, wow, I, I really strive to be like you and Landon. And I don't know why you would ever say that to me since you have no idea what goes on in my marriage at all. Mm-hmm. Not saying that I don't have a good marriage, but I understand the intention it takes to be a part of this relationship and continue to move forward in it. So a little bit of candidness there. <laughs> but if I have to sit here and bleed for all of you to realize like the power that's in yourself and the trauma that's in yourself, I really don't mind it. Mm-hmm. I I went through all of these for a reason. 
I observe. I don't attach to them. If it still makes me cry when I tell a story, then I still have healing to do. And that is another piece of information I needed. I'm probably going to go and watch a Disney movie for the rest of the night and hang out with my daughter and play with my inner child and dance (laughs) because I know that that's the healing that I need. Yeah. You know, the other healing that I need, an Incubus concert. (laughs) And they just released their tour dates yesterday. (laughs) And Kate bought our tickets for the OKC show in March. Nice. And, um... Yeah, I need I need some Brandon Boyd in my life. I need him to sing to me again because music <laughs> is what brings me back to me. And I know the closer that I get to the person that I'm supposed to be through all these modalities that we've talked about and connecting and bridging science and spirit, I it makes me wake up every day and want to live more than I did the day before versus the mindset of, oh, it's another day until I die. Oh, I'm getting older. Oh, my knee hurts because of this. And oh, it's it really sucks getting older. It's like, no, it really sucks being ignorant and uneducated about your own body and you not even standing up for your own self. Mm-hmm. So in the kindest way I can say, it's not because you're getting older. It's because you need to listen to this podcast more. <laughs> <laughs> So I hope you don't mind me getting a little deep. I really, really hope that you learned something and you got something out of that. If the breath work is still like weird for you, that's really cool. That just means do it more. That means just do it more. Yeah. We're not here to break you. We're here to help you and provoke you into your ever loving truth Mm -hmm. and realize that we're each a spark of the divine. Yes. You're not worthless. You're not unworthy. And seriously ask yourself when you don't want to come out and tell your story, when you don't want to be your true authentic self, what do you do when God forgives you and the world doesn't? Do you go back to those people and open their Bible in front of them and teach them to how you interpreted it? I can tell you what I've done. Do you what have you done? What I've done? Of course. I've walked away. Okay. I've walked away from them because what I've learned I can't say that I'm right. As we said before, this is my truth. This is my chosen journey. Is it the right path? I don't know. I'll find out, you know, one day when I'm 95 and I'm no longer here. Um, But the journey I've chosen is rather than going back and opening a Bible and telling them, here's what you need to understand about me, accept me, love me, whatever the case may be, I've chosen to close that door. So you're saying that I'm referencing going back and showing anybody as a proving energy. Is that how you translated it? Because I did not mean necessarily. That. Okay, not I just want to make sure. I was like, no. I don't have anything to prove. No, no, no. I but don't think you do. It's my compassion that comes back and goes. Remember in 2011 when I was going through this really hard time, and you thought it was spiritual warfare and Satan was coming after me, and the only thing that you could provide me with was your prayer. Mm-hmm. Well, this is what that actually did for me instead of, I know you thought you were helping, but this actually didn't help me. Mm-hmm. Prayer is like meditation. It's with intention. But if you are not clear enough, you just put bread in a toaster that is not plugged in. Right. And that is Abraham Hicks. That is not mine. Well, and see, that is you being compassionate Saying, here's what you need to know. 
so that you don't do this to someone else. Yes. For me, I don't have that same level of compassion. And maybe that's not your path. <laughs> right. And I'm not I'm not saying that everyone's going to get to that level of compassion. I'm right. saying I finally I finally found the blueprint of myself. Right. I've been mapping it out, I've been documenting it, and I've been saving myself for what mm-hmm. feels like a long time. And what I say and what I've done for myself, again, might not work for you. Yeah. The level of compassion that I feel for the human race, I don't really know if I've met anybody that has that. Mm-hmm. I actually can hide it behind a really bitchy Aquarius-like facade. <laughs> and you're like, oh, she's a know-it-all. She's this. She's that. I'm consistently labeled by people that I've never even met. Do you know how weird that is for me? Because I should be a demon right now. <laughs> I should be like, oh, you think I'm this? Let me be this character for you. But I don't. I want. I understand where people are when I meet them. Mm -hmm. I you you grab my hand to shake it, and I understand that an eight year old boy just shook my hand, Mm -hmm. even though you're a forty six year old man. Right. You know, like yeah, it is. It is crazy to blend Mm -hmm. spirit in your everyday life and see so much, Mm -hmm. and you're like. It's not that I have the answer for you. I have a breadcrumb that God put in my hand to give to you. And now I have to have the courage yeah. to give it to you, even though I know that you you might burn me. Right. See, for you, you have to go give that breadcrumb. For me, I hold that breadcrumb and I sit over here and I go, I'm going to let you hate me from all the way over there. And if you ever want to stop hating me and come talk, I'm going to hand you this breadcrumb that I have. But I'm not going to come to you and give it to you. Well, you're right. And there's there's a, a level of discernment that I've found in this. Mm-hmm. Because it is so easy to get a message and feel like you have to run out the door and do it. And I am at a point now in my evolution, and I know that I've grown even since season one coming out, um, that I, even if I'm fearful of delivering information to somebody, I always say, you know what? They really need to connect with their inner self. They don't need me to come tell them that they need to connect to themselves. Mm -hmm. But when you send them to me, by God, I will answer. Mm -hmm. So if they need me, if you actually need me to deliver that, then you have them call me. Right. You have them call me and go, I don't even know why I'm calling you right now. Right. But this is going on and this is going on and this is going on. And I think I just really needed to tell you. Right. And I'm like, hey, I got your back. So are you listening to vent to me? Or do you want me to listen so I can maybe unbind some of the things that maybe you can't do yourself anymore? Maybe nobody else in your life can help you. Mm -hmm. You come step outside. I'll be your little shrooms trip. (laughs) We're going to get through this together. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to dust you off a little bit. I'm strong enough. And I'm going to get you back out there. Because guess what, bud? We're all in this life together. Yeah. And I think that's what's missing is... We're all missing seeing the humanity in each other. Yeah. We're all used to having shit over our face now. And we're like, oh, you have pretty eyes. Right. But I'm not making (laughs) eye contact with you because apparently this weird shit's flying all around us is going to kill us. Right. If we look at each other, we're going to die. So I want to bring the humanity back. Yeah. And that starts with connecting with your body, connecting with yourself. Mm -hmm. I shared something yesterday on my Instagram. It said, the more I know myself, the more I know who you are. Mm-hmm. And that was really big because I understand why I react the way that I do on certain triggers. So then when I come up against a mirror person that I meet in my life, who knows what's good or bad. And they show me that either this trigger has been healed 
because I understand why you are the way I are and now I give you compassion or you have triggered me and now my left shoulder does come out and I'm going to feel bad afterwards. But again, this is my human experience. So this is my awareness. Yada, 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 yada. It's really profound. Mm-hmm. I wish that I had a thesaurus <laughs> so I wouldn't use that word so much, but it really, really is for my journey. And then for just me reading the information, I'm like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. life is truly so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that's coming from someone who premeditated their suicide mm-hmm. to end at 25. And I was 19 and 20 when this was going on. Mm-hmm. Like I have family members that if they hear this, they're going to be like, what do you mean? Because they're in your lives at the time. Mm -hmm. So the quote that comes to mind is like, you really have no idea what anybody else is going through, but you definitely have no freaking clue what your family member is going through. Yeah. Because if you don't tell your best friend, you sure as shit don't want to tell your mother, brother, sister, or father. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to tell them that what they did hurt you. Mm -hmm. And that's why you've stepped away from them, even though you give them that label. And you know, it's really, that's some really tough shit. Yeah. It really is. But mm-hmm. again, one more time, it's profound. <laughs> it really, really is. I'm like, wow, this is all so beautiful. And again, it makes me want to live more every day. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how grateful I am to feel that way. Yeah. So. I mean, if you, if you're premeditating your suicide and now you want to live more every day, guess what? Guess what that is? So I'm actually, profound. it is profound. <laughs> so I'm actually hopping on a podcast um, in a couple weeks. I'm not sure when it's going to be out, but it's called The Healing Addict. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk about my addiction with overcoming conditional love, obligations, and um, how uh, I went from premeditating my suicide to planning out the rest of my life, my life purpose, and giving back to humanity. Mm-hmm. So I named the episode, I'm Trying to Give My Time Back. Mm-hmm. So I can go through the root causes of why I wanted to die since I know why I wanted to die now. And after this woman picked me for her episode, I was really grateful that she is going to provide me a safe space for the story. Cause this is yeah. stuff that I'll bring up later for like a guest that comes in and is like, I wanted to die. I'm like me too. Let's hug. <laughs> um, but she, at the end of her uh, email, she said it takes a special strength to go from planning your death to choosing life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, microphone drop Beth. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. And it made my notebook. It made mm-hmm. my post-its because I was like, I really have never given myself enough credit, right. but I also haven't admitted how analytically and so precise and so sure that I was Mm -hmm. about it. And again, my family, I don't think they understand the severity of the situation due to where they are in their life journeys. Right. So I don't, I don't blame anybody. I don't hate anybody. Right. I don't have a victim mindset. Mm -hmm. I understand the misguided, the programming, the indoctrination. I understand all of that. And I don't blame anybody, but it's time to tell the truth. And the truth doesn't have feelings. We do. That is so powerful. And that's a Cheyenne special. I put it on a t-shirt and I will be selling it. I so, like it. I like just it. So we'll you put know, it up on the merch store. It will be on the merch store. It will have <laughs> a spiritual sport tomorrow. <laughs> yes, you can buy it because I really think that we are in a time where we're weaponizing words Mm-hmm. I know that I want to work on cussing. I know that I want this to be played in places where, you know, you, I know you don't want to hear the F word, but 
these words are weaponized against us and we're yeah. going to take it back. And yeah. the F word is the descriptive word for me. And I just freaking love the word. It makes me so happy when I say it. So, yes, you can buy that and you can wear that and you can be like, hey, I stand in my power and my truth. I am mm-hmm. asserting the mastery of my real self. Yes. And you say that three times and you say that you say it 21 times. Just a reminder, 21 times to form a habit is the scientific explanation for 21 times to build a new neurological pathway. After that neuroplasticity builds in your mind, then it kind of becomes a habit for you. You have muscle memory. You have the power to combat. And not only when you're focusing on building those positive pathways, you're starving the person that you were and you don't want to be anymore through your own power and your own neurological pathways. It's who you feed that wins. Yeah. And if that isn't a lesson in grounded empowerment, I don't know what is. But you know what I do know is coming up? That was profound. Nope. (laughs) We're going to do a music highlight. Do I get to sing? Do you want to sing? Not really. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, before I introduce, you know, my favorite part of the show, is there anything else that you wanted to say, wrap up, thank no, I mean, I think uh, episodes one and two of season two have been amazing. I feel so Apparently good about I wanted this to season. sing. Yes. <laughs> I feel so good about this season and the guests that we're getting yes, ready to I'm bring so on. I'm so excited. Please, please write in. Yes. Please tell us what you think. And again, our music is sponsored by Vitality Exposed Concert Photography. You can check her out on Instagram. She is my dear friend, Kelly Catastrophe. You can check her out on Facebook. Today she sponsors a song called Broken String by Unlike Pluto. This song to me is, I picked this one specifically for um, people that might wake up during this episode, might connect to some shadow side of themselves that they don't really know how to connect with. And I encourage you to sit in a room and find the art that connects you back to yourself. Find the creator in you because that's also going to empower you. Mm. So that's deep. Yeah. And I really hope you enjoy it because I love me some Unlike Pluto. This man. Oh, I got to get him on the show, Desiree. I have to, have to, have to. If anyone can do it, you can. Yes. Broken Strings by Unlike Pluto. Thank you again. Enjoy. Don't think that'll go So under my roof I'll stay And that's alright I'll just play my guitar for a couple of hours Play my heart and play it louder Play until I break a string Oh, it's alright I've got all I need Just a broken string And the guitar But I've got Oh, oh.
Just a broken street.